Welcome to Box to Box Football. Welcome to Box to Box Football. It's uh, me and JJ today, the two Manchester United fans. So uh, trying to be uh, maybe a little one-sided today. I you 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 got a chance to watch the game today, right? The um, the Brighton and Palace game. Yeah, kind of a strange one, Sean, in terms of what we've got coming up tonight because. <laughs> Um, it's a rare time before the festive period where we don't really have all that much to talk about. We'll talk about the Palace Brighton 1-1 draw tonight. We'll touch on the EFL slash Carabao Cup, however you want to uh, refer to it as. We'll look at the weekend's matches, and then all of a sudden we're into the holidays. Happy holidays to everybody as well listening here on Box Box Football. Uh, we will touch on at the end of the show what we're going to be looking at for our schedule over the holiday break. But yeah, in terms of today's game, Sean, I was really fascinated, um, especially for the Brighton side, right? So we're coming off of a period, I know you guys recorded earlier this week. I wanted to see where the two teams in the Europa League, how they kind of carried on their business, because I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, how this period could be a real big momentum swing for West Ham and Brighton specifically, because if they continue to have success in either their various league or cup competitions building into that, would the two ownership groups open up their windows or open up the wallets a little bit and start to invest a bit deeper into these two clubs? Because we've spoken how West Ham, they've always been skeleton thin in their roster, Brighton not too much bigger. So for Brighton going to Selhurst Park against a Palace team that have been kind of teetering, they're right on the edge of dipping into that relegation talk. Um, there's been talk about Roy Hodgson. He might be stepping down or the ownership group might be looking to replace him. Brighton have been kind of hit or miss over the last couple of weeks. They got drubbed by Arsenal on the weekend. And once again, Sean, Brighton starting really, really slowly in this match. And they didn't really get anything going in that first 45 minutes. They would have been lucky if they got to halftime at nil-nil before absolute catastrophe in the back, closing down uh, Verbruggen in goal. He turns it over, and then one of the many IU brothers, this time being Andre, was the one that put it away, giving them the lead at halftime. Or excuse me, that was Jordan. My apologies. That's turning the clock back however many years by now. But Jordan puts that one in, and then you're just wondering, all right, so Brighton, are you going to do what you've done over the last – couple of months of this season and turn it on the second half sean they did they get a goal our, our old buddy that guy welbs yeah, cheeky little right. header from 14 yards away my goodness um and they had chances to go on and get the winner um one one i think is a fair result sean but at the same time if you're looking at this palace tossed away two points in the chance that they could have held serve at home going into the festive period and for brighton I mean, you've got to start matches faster in this league. It can go from top to bottom. If you don't start fast, you're going to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to get to a point with Brighton, and uh, you've just—I've kind of seen this happen with some other teams. You know, Brighton has a legitimate chance, I think, to win the Europa League. I mean, obviously Liverpool's in it, and some decent teams. You know, Brighton in the next few matches here has Spurs at West Ham, and then they don't play again in the league until January 22nd. They Wolves, Luton, Palace, Spurs again, Sheffield United. I mean, I, I think by the time they get to the – when they when they play in, in you know, Europa League again, because they, they, they won their group, so they won't play for a while until March. You know, we're going to know 
where they stand. Do they have a chance to make a top six, top five? And I, you know, I, I don't know if, if, if you're go if, if you have a chance to get back into Europa League or, you know, maybe win this Europa League and, and uh, you know, get into the Champions League, I, I think they might start putting some eggs into that Champions League basket and just trying to see if they can, you know, win some games. Their squad, I just don't think their squad is big enough right now to compete on two fronts. You know, I think we're seeing this a little bit now with this team. They haven't been in Europe before. And now they are, and and you kind of see where they're at. They haven't been starting well. I think they're a little tired. I think, you know, they just played a match. And even if they're rotating in these games, they just don't have enough players. Their squad isn't deep enough to rotate enough where they're not going to be tired. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'd like to see where they are after this Spurs and West Ham game. You know, after those two matches, you know, you could conceivably be, you know, ninth because you play West Ham, who's even on points with you, you know, you know, 10th maybe, because Chelsea's on 22 points right now, you know, not that Chelsea's going to win. You know, if they're in 10th here going into the third week of January and you're 10, 12 points adrift of sixth or fifth place, I think you start kind of focusing on Europa League to win it and to, 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 yeah, to, the to win into the Champions League. For Crystal Palace, look, I mean, it, it, it's it just it seems like it's an open secret that Steve Cooper is going to be the next coach. They they wanted him before. You know, Roy is there now. I I don't know. I mean, you know, do you push Roy out? You know, they're going to be safe. I think they're eight points clear right now. However, they do have two matches in hand on Luton Town. So if Luton Town gets any points there, you know that that could that could start to to kind of close. But do you tell Roy, listen? You know, it's time to go. You know, we don't want to fire you. Maybe you step down for health reasons, whatever it is. You bring Cooper in or, you know, do you, do you let him get through the season and hope you don't fall into this relegation battle and, and have to kind of pull the trigger on a legend like that? I, I think that's going to be interesting to watch because, you know, Palace is close here by the end of the weekend. They'll, they'll, they'll be halfway through their season. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're on pace right now for about 38, 36, 30, 37 points, which some seasons isn't enough. This season is probably going to be enough. But I think that's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah, I mean, both teams, we should also say that these are some of the larger injury-prone teams at this time of the year. I mean, you just got uh, as a back after missing the better part of a month with an injury. If you're looking at Brighton, you're without the likes of Ansu Fati, you're without a stupid yawn, you're without Nciso. Veltman might be a while before he comes back. That's why, especially more on the Brighton side, I mean, for Palace, yeah, as you say, it the form has got to get so bad over the next month if they're actually going to be in some sort of relegation battle. With that being said, I, I think it's fair to say that this is probably some of the poorest that we've seen from Palace. If it might have been another year, this could have been something where they were in real trouble, just as we've talked about the bottom three, bottom four are just so bad that there shouldn't be any issues. For Brighton, I mean, you talk about where you're placing in the table right now. That's why I just felt like this was a really missed opportunity for them today and with the matches that they have coming up because of the fact that they could jump teams. I mean, at the end, you know, when we get to the FA Cup in the first round, we could be look could have been looking and maybe still could, but could have been looking at Brighton as in fifth, maybe sixth, because they're just going to be playing the teams that are around them. So, yeah, I think you're right if they don't push on they could be just focusing more on strengthening the squad, being a cup team, uh, which is perfectly fine. I mean, hey, if you win the FA Cup or the 
EFL Cup, as we'll talk about a little bit, you play European football. You're guaranteed. Yeah, they definitely have a team. You know, they definitely have a team to win. You know, they they're 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 one of these teams that haven't actually taken the FA Cup as seriously in recent years. However, despite the fact that they got to the semifinals last year, yeah, yeah, they you know sometimes they they you know they'll they will play you know they'll play some uh, you know some some weakened teams and stuff like this. I mean, you know, they almost got to a final. But I think once again, if if they're like, listen, I don't think we can do this in the Premier League. We should focus on, you know, the Cubs. You know, they they definitely could. You know, they play Stoke in the third round. They're one of these teams that are talented enough to to make runs in, in both of these cups. I, I mean, honestly, if they play Liverpool, doesn't really match up well against them. It, uh, recently, last year, I mean, you look back at some of those some of those results against Brighton. If Brighton and Liverpool go deep in this tournament, I think Brighton would fancy their chances. Obviously, you know, Liverpool's obviously a different team now, but it's going to be really interesting to see. And, and you know, once again, before we start getting into these games on the weekend, I, I just you know, there's just been so the in, the injuries. It's not just in the Premier League. It's all over. You know, it's Real Madrid and some of these big teams. I mean, it's just these teams have been decimated by injuries. And, and we're getting into a period now where you're playing three matches in like eight days again. And some of these squads, once again, smaller. I just think this injury thing is going to be something that we're going to be dealing with all year. And I, I, I don't think we're... I think some of the teams, you know, Manchester United might be getting through it here where they're getting healthy, whereas some of these teams might be starting to get injuries. And I, I just think that's going to affect some of this. And, you know, that's why, you know, Brighton, I don't think they should kind of give up on this right now. You know, I think they should maybe wait until they see where they're at at the end of January because things could change tomorrow. I mean, you see how, you know, Newcastle, every time they go out on the pitch, somebody gets injured. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Can I make a bit of a rogue shout? Okay. I I don't like the split by in January. Yeah, no, I, I we don't. should we we should have two weeks off. Like just, what? Just give what, them a weekend off. Just give what them is, yeah. what is the big problem with just giving every you play the the third round of the FA Cup, you go immediate replay right after, like it was, and then you have two weeks. Because we know that in April you're going to have double match weeks. There's no international matches that are going to be happening until March. And then I believe that might be the only FIFA window through the rest of the season. I could be wrong. I haven't looked at it. But like, just give them the time because you have teams that will then give the players a weekend off. Then they'll go to warm weather and get some training there because that tends to generally rejuvenate squads. Just as opposed to like, we don't need the split squads. And, and by the way, speaking as someone that has a hand in non-league football, non-league teams would love that. They would love the opportunity to have a couple of weeks where there's no premier league competition, or if it's league one and league two, that you have to have those matches. Fantastic. Those are going to be the teams that will benefit massively from having that buy but that's just my little soapbox like if you go on the premier league site now and you go to you know fixtures there's a thing at the top that says possible premier league fixture amendments right so already right now luton town afc has to make that match up for uh tom lockyer man city has to make up against brentford now burnley has to make up against luton town the original date was saturday january 13th now they moved it to January 15th. However, if someone's in a replay, they're going to move it around again. Now, Luton Town and Brighton could be moved if there's a replay. Luton Town and Liverpool could be moved if Liverpool's in an EFL Cup final. 
So there's all like Luton Town is just one team already that, that could be having all these matches moved around. And you see there's all kinds of, you know, Manchester City has multiple kind of things, too, with, you know, Brentford. Well, actually, two matches with Brentford right now. Um, both Brentford matches could be moved. You think about what Manchester United was dealing with last year. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. I mean, you can't play. You know, they're playing three matches in six days. You can't do it. You can't, you yeah. just, you, I mean, Manchester United fell off at the end of the season. You know, they won the AFL Cup. They got to a final, but they weren't playing the way that, you know, they, they weren't playing as, as good as, you just can't play this many games. And it's just, yeah, just give them a break for two weeks. And then, you know, they're refreshed. Yeah. I think if you, you play the third round as tradition, Replay happens immediately after. Get the weekend off. If the following weekend has to be the fourth round of the FA Cup, so be it. And then you return back to league play at the end of the month. But that's kind of a soapbox. Uh, You want to do the EFL Cup before we head to uh, the next round? Because I'm actually kind of... It's very much like last year, Sean, where all the teams that are remaining in this competition have a nice little storyline coming into the semifinals. So we had the quarterfinals during the midweek. I'll just run over the results really quickly. And all the matches were 90 minutes, then straight to penalties, which we had that on a couple of occasions on Tuesday. Uh, one of those being Fulham over Everton after a 1-1 draw through 90 minutes. It was 7-6 on penalties with our good old American buddy, Anthony Jedi Robinson, getting one of the key ones towards the end, despite the fact that Jordan Pickford got his hand on four penalties for Everton and still couldn't keep his team through. Uh, in the other match with penalties, it was Chelsea after getting a late equalizer from Mudrick after a horrible mistake from Kieran Trippier. As he's Another had a, horrible mistake. He's had a rough couple of weeks. Uh, it went to penalties 4-2 as um, another person that has ties to our area, Georgie uh, Petrovich, former New England Revolution goalkeeper, came up with a couple of saves that in the shootout to knock out Newcastle. Then you had Middlesbrough in the battle of non-premiership sides knocking off Port Vale 3-0. And then on Wednesday, it was Liverpool 5, West Ham 1. I know we're not going to touch much on the Middlesbrough-Port Vale match, but you and I as both Manchester United supporters got to give a love, a lot of love to Michael Carrick, man. He has done an incredible job with that team. He took over before the holidays last year when they were a couple of points off relegation, got them to the playoff in the championship. And currently right now, I think they're just sitting just outside, a few points outside six, outside the playoff positions right now, but they are ticking right now. Middlesbrough won the cup about 20 years ago. This competition about 20 years ago they're a team they're a big club that deserves to be in big competitions and they're only a semi-final two legs against Chelsea who are probably as vulnerable as you can ever see a Chelsea team right now who's to say that Burrow can't reach a final yeah, look, I mean, you know, I think that's probably the, you know, for Kyle, the, the, the draw against Liverpool over two legs, I think for Fulham is going to be tough. Over two legs, I think that that's going to be tough to beat. But for the Middlesbrough-Chelsea one, look, I mean, especially Middlesbrough's got him at home first. So, look, if you can go out and, and win that game and, and get, it, get a result, any kind of result, a draw even, and just put a little pressure on Chelsea going back. I mean, Chelsea hasn't been great. They've been playing better at times, but they're all over the place. You know, they're, they're once again, I mean, they're decimated by injuries as well. They're starting to get some key players back, and Kunku, I think, was big. But I, I'll be interested to see that tie. I, I, I think that could be the first leg, you know, Middlesbrough-Chelsea. I think, you know, if Middlesbrough could win that, you know, one nothing, 2-1, something like this, and put a little pressure on Chelsea, I would really be interested to see what happens on January 23rd at uh, Stamford yeah. Bridge. Uh, and, and just, I mean, just another, you know, Newcastle. 
I mean, it's been like six decades. I mean, another another year without a trophy because yeah. they're not winning the Premier League. I mean, maybe they'll win the FA Cup, but they're knocked out of the, they're knocked out of the Champions League, knocked out of Europa League. So I, 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 that club, I, I I don't know which way they go here. I mean, do you spend like crazy here in 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 the winter and and try to you know right the ship and try to finish fourth and get back in the Champions League or are, are you wary now because you know if you don't do it and you spend now all of a sudden you got this FFP stuff and which has apparently has a little teeth now unless if you're Manchester City but uh you know apparently has a little teeth now so Newcastle's I think you know I, I thought this was probably their best chance to win win a trophy here and 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 they're out so well Newcastle couldn't even fill a full bench um, and we've kind of talked about how they've had to utilize multiple goalkeepers for Premier League matches yeah, just to complete their bench. Once again, I mean, that's they when you're playing, you know, when you have to play Champions League and look, European football conference league is different, obviously. But like when you're playing Europa League, you know, like Brighton is against, you know, Marseille, Ajax, bigger teams for Europa League draw. And when you're Newcastle and you got to go play Dortmund, PSG and Milan. I mean, these are, they're tough. They're tough. I mean, these are tough. Yeah. That's six extra 90 minute matches you got to play that are tough, tough matches. And, you and know, bad travel, by the way. Travel, you got to go to the court. You know, they, 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 now they, they made to the quarterfinals, obviously, of the Europa League, like we just, or not the Europa League, the EFL Cup, like we just talked about. So they're playing all these extra matches and they're just decimated with injuries. And because their squad isn't deep enough, you know, they're playing the same. And now the problem is going to be, you start to see, you know, and you're starting to see it now. Trippier, he's making mistakes. Look, he's he's not this. He didn't just all of a sudden become a terrible player. But yeah. he's playing every second of every game for the last two months. I mean, these guys are fatigued as hell. I mean, you could see, I mean, they're dead. They're dead on their feet in these games, late in games. You know, they're giving up stuff. They're making mistakes because they're fatigued. And when you're fatigued, that's when you get muscle injuries. That's when you get ACLs. That's when you get this stuff, hamstrings. So I I, I, I would worry if I was them at this point now that, you know, these things are going to start, you know, you start getting some more injuries to some of these other key players and you're in a lot of trouble yep absolutely and to answer your question of what newcastle will do in my opinion i think it's going to be pretty simple the saudis will always throw money to try and rectify things i think the bigger problem is if they don't qualify for some sort of european football that squad is going to get blown up in one way or another because you're going to have people that came here expecting european football they're not going to get it they're out the other bits, I think, which is fascinating, you spoke about Fulham. This is the first time that they've ever gotten to this stage in the, the EFL Cup, League Cup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, for Liverpool, just winning it recently in the 21-22 season, they've won nine. For Chelsea, they've won five of these. Uh, for Fulham, obviously, this could be, you know, remember, they were the runners-up in the Europa League just a little over a decade ago. They only have one major trophy, and that is the Intertoto Cup. Yes, the, the quasi-competition itself, which was a fascinating little piece on its own. And then, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that two-legged semifinal, which also should be mentioned. This will be the last year of the two legs in the league cup semifinal before we go to the single legs but yeah liverpool will host the first leg against fulham craven cottage will get the second one and as sean said the riverside which we've seen them host a couple of big cup matches in the last few years that stadium is going to be 
bumping in just a couple of weeks. So that will be fun as they take on Chelsea. All right, so now we have ourselves the rest of the Premier League. I'll run through the fixtures. It's a little bit of a change from what we usually see because we often get kind of the split on the Saturday and Sunday, but only just the one match on Sunday because it is Christmas Eve. Uh, We started the match week already with Palace against Brighton. On Friday will be Villa hosting Sheffield United. On Sunday will be Wolves hosting Chelsea. On Saturday was supposed to originally be seven matches down to six, and that's because Manchester City is participating in the club World Cup. Their final against Fluminense will be on the same day, so they can't play Brentford. And on Saturday, West Ham hosts Manchester United. Fulham take on Burnley. Luton have Newcastle. Forest against Bournemouth. Tottenham against Everton. Liverpool against Arsenal. Everybody says we should talk about the Liverpool-Arsenal match as the first one. Sean, I'm going to go with the Forest-Bournemouth one because we just found out that Steve Cooper got sacked. He, first off, that is a man that's going to be a club legend for forever and ever he got them back to the Premier League but this is a man that had to deal with an owner who just wanted to buy any certain player that he felt whenever he wanted to and said here you go make it work I think it was 40 some odd players since the time that the team earned promotion back to the Premier League prior to last season to now I don't know um I like Nuno who's gonna be the new manager uh, yeah, I thought he did wonders with Wolves, making them to what they were before he stepped away. The Tottenham situation was just, he was never going to be a winner in that one. But for Forrest, I fear for them, man. I, I do foresee that group going a bit farther south because I've noted their issues in their back four often. And Bournemouth are a team that are playing with a bit of something about him right now like i feel that they're gonna actually be making for a push for mid-table respectability and if forest don't come out of that match with anything at city ground they they have a fan base that doesn't turn on their club but they're going to be making their voices just a little bit more known yeah i mean it's interesting because i mean forest has one win since september 2nd you know it was against aston villa which is actually pretty pretty interesting in a rivalry match on november 5th so they haven't been playing great. They lost 5 nothing to Fulham. They lost to Everton. They lost at home to Brighton. You know, their home form last year was really what carried them. They were terrible on, on the way from home. They haven't played poorly at home. They lost 3-2 to Brighton at home. You know, they lost 1-0 to Everton in a, in a game that kind of could have won either way. They lost 2-0 to Spurs. They, they drew 2-2 with Luton. They haven't had great results at home. So it, it's interesting with this game. You're Bournemouth up in 14th with 19 points, and uh, really the 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 form team in in the Premier League right now. Four wins and a draw from their last five matches, and uh, you know you go back a little bit further than that. You know they, they they got beat by by City, but you know they beat Burnley. So five wins in seven matches. I mean, look, I, I saw them destroyed. Manchester United. I think they're a talented squad. I think they have some decent players. Uh, you know, Solanke, I think, is, is is a pretty good player. You know, Philip Billing, I, I like him coming off the bench. I mean, he's got some size. I mean, he's like a destroyer. The Forest, I don't know. Like you said, like Nuno is going to come in, and I know he's a defensive-minded guy, and they're going to kind of maybe try to, to get the shape here. But once again, you know, it's like a hodgepodge. I just yeah. don't know. 
how good they are. I would say of any team, when you look at the table, I, I, I think, you know, because Everton, once again, Everton's got eight, you know, they, they have 16 points. They got eight wins. I mean, they get eight wins and, and, and two, two, you know, two draws and seven losses. So they're, they're playing out of their minds. There's no chance they're going to get relegated. Crystal Palace is too talented when they get players back. There's no chance they're going to get relegated. I think Bournemouth is too good at this point. Wolves, you know, Brentford, obviously. Of the teams... When you look, I'm mean, Nottingham Forest is pre- is basically the only team there, you know, that doesn't that has less than four wins, and, and they're the candidate here to to get sucked back into this relegation battle because I just, you know, I just don't know. When you hire a coach like this, it, it's well and good, but once again, I mean, you're you, you're counting on one nil wins. There's not a lot of margin for error when you count that. You know, I've seen this happen a million times. You know, you try to set up organized play defensively and stuff when you're trying to to set up for that it's just tough i mean he got enough points a lot of times because i you know i think that wolf squad was more talented but you know when you're there's no margin for error here and i i just don't know how good even with the the million and billion players they bought i don't know how good that squad is I, i i still think they're kind of a mess they got five keepers on there list i you know i i i would think Bournemouth probably wins this game yeah i think so too and if i remember nuno because again i i push away everything that happened to spurs because that was just a mistake from the start his wolves team were set up to play beautiful football with their front eight front seven because they went with that three five two often enough they had the horses in the midfield to run that show they didn't need to rely on their defensive three. I mean, they had old school kind of the classic. They weren't English, but they were the English type of defenders that you needed to. And then you just let everybody else kind of do their job. I don't think that style is going to – it will work with the attacking players because some of the force attacking players are, are brilliant. But it's just the back that concerns me. And, you know, they could try and piece together more, you know, add more players. And I mean, we talk about the financial fair play rules. Force are bringing in a million players. They're just doing so on the super cheap. But you can't have everyone where the hello, my name is tags. Here you go. Play 90 minutes and figure it out. It's going to come to a point where there's going to be some problems. So, yeah, I'm with you. I see Bournemouth taking that one. Sean, we should speak about our boys. You know, vigilant and defending against Liverpool got out of there with a with a result, which I mean, if you go to Anfield and come away with any result, you, you've done good on the day. And they're going to take on a West Ham team who were frankly disappointing against Liverpool in the AFL Cup. They just they weren't set up to have any success the way that David Moyes put his team out there. And I think for Man you you're trying to keep this run of you know, the little bit of what you had, you're going into this holiday period right now where you have West Ham away, Villa home, away to Forest, away to Wigan in the FA Cup. This is a stretch for them where I feel like they can do a little bit of damage with, as you say, players that are starting to return back to fitness. And maybe we could see them be in that fifth spot coming the FA Cup time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a, you know, this is a big period for them. You know, this is a tough game going to London. You got Aston Villa at home on Tuesday, you know, and then you got Nottingham Forest away on, on Saturday. Uh, look, you got to get the first one. Uh, there's going to be some rotation, obviously. You can't play three, you know, three games in, in, in uh, eight days and not rotate here. So this is a big game. He said, I mean, West Ham's going to probably look to, to, to bounce back. I mean, obviously, Moyes is always going to be fired up to play Manchester United at this point. Um, they're not going to be as bad as they were. 
uh, on Tuesday. They were atrocious in that game, atrocious. So it's it's a big game. I, I'd like to see, you know, I'd be interested to see, you know, what lineup they get. Once again, they're starting to get some players back. I mean, you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel with some of these guys that, you know, uh, Licha Martinez is back training. Ahmad is back training. Christian Erickson's back training. I mean, they're not going to throw him in there probably here in this in this crazy period to get him hurt. But, you know, they're going to be back at some point soon. So, you know, you'd hope they win here, but, uh, you know, it's a tough game. You got the two games, the, the, the last two games on the actual schedule on the Premier League site, you know, Spurs, Everton, Liverpool, Arsenal. Uh, Spurs right now at home, they've been good. They, they've turned the corner, I think. They've turned it around a little bit. This Everton team is phenomenal. I, you know, I, I, they're tough. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against them at any point now. I mean, they go on the road, they're home. They're, they, they're, they circle the wagons now. They, they feel slighted. You know, they're, they're playing really well. I think that's a really good game. And uh, obviously Liverpool Arsenal, uh, you know, that's going to be, I would expect lots of goals in that game, especially after, after last weekend. Yeah, I mean, this is, um, I mean, Aston Villa, of course, an opportunity to jump into, and who would, by the way, say that in Christmas, that Villa have a chance to be top of the table before all is said and done. Um, But yeah, Arsenal-Liverpool, that is going to be an unbelievable match. I think Liverpool, they kind of took their frustration out of their performance against United on Tuesday against West Ham. I think they're going to be coming into this one thinking that, boy, this is a great opportunity against an Arsenal team where, you know, they've been very much kind of living by the edge a little bit. They lost Villa. They drew against Eindhoven, but in a matchup really didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You beat Brighton, but it was really hard work to beat Brighton at home. Arsenal, again, they've got West Ham right after, which is not going to be an easy game. That will be matchup of North versus East London and West Ham. You know, they always love to kind of piss off their local rivals and then Fulham right after that. And then you have these two teams meeting again in the FA Cup, which, (laughs) I mean, every other team in that competition is just thanking the um who was it that had the draw for that i mean whoever it was they were thanking the two because that that's how that one worked out nicely for them yeah i I could see liverpool coming into that full of vigor and fight they're gonna take that arsenal i don't know we don't really see too many teams go to anfield and get points i I, I could see liverpool doing a job here you know what the interesting thing is too i mean uh, you know if tottenham wins city's gonna come back you know they might come back as the world champions but they're gonna be in fifth in the premier league so You know, they haven't been fifth in the Premier League in a, in a long time. You know, they'll have a game in hand. But still, look, psychologically, you're fifth. I mean, you're fifth in the table right now. And um, I just don't know how good this team is. You can win all the trophies that they're going to win, whatever. But, you know, they're not the same team right now. So Absolutely. Any others that you want to hit on? I think, you know, I mean, you, you talk about the some of the Tuesday games because, uh, you know, we, we, we won't be on uh, yes. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's a whole nother mat, you know, round of games. You know, Arsenal plays West Ham on Thursday, the 28th. Brighton plays Spurs. Those two games, I think, the two, um, the, the, the Wednesday and Thursday are the Amazon fixtures. Uh, Everton, Man City. Look, Manchester City's got to come right back and play at Everton. I thought that's pretty interesting. Manchester United, Villa on boxing. You know, the boxing day schedule is pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Bournemouth, Fulham, I, I think, you know, Sheffield, you know, Luton Town. I mean, look, it's it's a terrible game, but it's a six pointer. You know, if Luton Town can win that game, you know, once again, we said with all the games at hand, they had all of a sudden, you know, they're a couple of points behind Nottingham Forest. You know, Liverpool's got to go to Burnley. Burnley's going to, you know, Vincent Company, they're going to circle the wagons there. So, you know, Brentford rules. There's there's some pretty good games in the next. This festive fixture period is, is, is always pretty interesting. Yeah, that it is. And as Sean kind of alluded to earlier, we will will be taking a rest over Christmas. So uh, from all of us here, of course, for those that celebrate very happy Christmas, we will be back next Friday to talk about the the Boxing Day Plus. It's kind of a strange one. It used to, all, all the matches used to be yeah. on Boxing Day. Now it's just it kind of spread out. Well, the, you know, the, the Amazon TV package over there is, is, is kind of, they kind of slate it sometimes. But the thing that I liked about it when I was over there watching it yep. is, you know, there's on Wednesday, there's two games that kick off here at 2.30 and one at 3.15. And then on Thursday, it's it's 2.30 and 3.15, which is 7.30 and 8.15 over there. The good thing about it, you watch the entire first half of the first match. It gets to halftime. You watch the other match. You can kind of turn back. When the first game ends, you still got an entire yep. basically half a game left. So, um, you know, it's pretty pretty cool to kind of watch that or maybe 30 minutes i you know my math isn't great today my brain is fried so (laughs) i think those are pretty cool how they do that and 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 the two late kickoffs everton manchester city once again i i think that's going to be a lot more i think that's going to be a tough match for city traveling back to have to go face everton and then arsenal west ham you know the two london teams those teams always give each other fits so i i think that's going to be interesting so it's pretty interesting how they do that with the with the amazon matches and you know just i think just you know i know today you know we had the news thursday about the super league look there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before anything happens with this super league you know i I think eventually it's going to happen you know some of these things are going to happen you know some of these teams you saw who wants to join it's like the you know the the conference league at this point but um the main thing about it is that barcelona and real madrid see that what the money that the premier league teams are making and they say we're not making this we need to get barcelona especially they're broke i mean barcelona's got they're broker than broke and this is the team that's rebuilding what was a 90,000-seat stadium into a 100,000-seat stadium. So go figure, right? Off, they basically had to sell off the rights to every player for the next 60 years to do it. Look, it's going to be, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I knew the Champions League is changing. And there's a lot of stuff that came out today just because the, the uh, ruling was. But I, I, I don't think we're going to know anything about this for months. You know, we'll see, I think, is... You know, a lot of teams have come out and said we're not going to join, but that's all like you know. That's I think that's just whatever. I, there's no way that Manchester United wouldn't join something like this if it was the best thing for them and would give them all, like a billion. The money they were talking about at the time, that's why they joined. I mean, you know, billion and a half dollars. Nobody's turning that down. So it's going to be interesting to see. The one thing that I'll add is we didn't actually even discuss the best de- the best match on Boxing Day, which I would be remiss if I did not refer to this because Mike Samsel and I discussed this on Tuesday the 26th. We will be talking about it on the next show. It's first versus second in the championship as Leicester go to Ipswich Town. And genuinely, I'm not saying this sarcastically, Sean, might be the best match in terms of... Of just it could be like a basketball game. Yeah, it could yeah, literally yeah. be back and forth. Yeah, and 
Kieran McKenna, I say it, I say it every time. Kieran McKenna should be the should be in the frame for the next Manchester United manager. He was already there. He ran it. Him and Michael Carrick under Ole, you know, they they were ridiculous. My, this guy Kieran McKenna is a genius. He's taken Ipswich Town. They won the League One. They're they're they have a chance. They're, they're ten points clear right now of Leeds United, who is in the Premier League right now, and they have a chance to go top of the table on, on this. This guy's an ungenius coach. And look, I mean, Leicester's too Leicester's too good to, to to stay down. I mean, both these teams right now, you'd think you know have it. You know, you have to see what Ipswich Town can keep it up, but because you got you know you got some pretty good teams chasing them. You know, Southampton and Leeds. But yeah, that's a big game. What that, time is that, a, that would be going against the United match. But that is on ESPN Plus. Might be flexed to TV here. TV, TV here. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, I mean it's um, that that front three of Chaplin, Broadhead, and Hurst are unbelievable for Ipswich. And I know Lester, as you said, are very much doing the same thing. Dewsbury Hall is having a heck of a season. Even Jamie Vardy has found his scoring boots yet. That for me is my personal pick of the bunch for that day. But um, yeah, so as we said, we're we'll see you all in a week from tonight. Sean, happy holidays. You as well, and happy holidays to everybody out there. Absolutely. You can make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms at box to box football or box to box FT Ball Pod. And uh, we will see you guys in a week.